people will say you're like far right or you're conservative, but I'm like, dude's literally a trans porn star. Like, you're not exactly part of the religious right. <laughs> Dude, I love you. <laughs> it's so true. I say it all the time. Yeah, right. I'm far right. Hey, everybody. I'm Brad Palumbo, and welcome back to Damage Control, my podcast where we are reclaiming the LGBT community from the insane leftists who've taken it over. My guest today is trans man Buck Angel, who has become unintentionally one of the most controversial people in the trans community. We run through what it was like transitioning 30 years ago and how the movements changed and become deeply counterproductive and radical. If you're new here, hit that like button, subscribe, comment, yada, 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 and let's jump into it. Buck Angel, welcome to Damage Control. Oh my God. Hi, my friend. I miss you. <laughs> I know. It's been a while since we talked. What have you been up to? Gosh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Sounds like trying, a lot. Trying to trying to stay trying to stay in a space where I can say, oh, not all trans people <laughs> help. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm just you know building my sort of channel on YouTube and trying to keep the conversation in a space that um, people see we're not all wing nuts. So it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. So I know I, I've always found it funny. You call yourself Tranpa, yeah. right? Or yeah. did you come up with that, or did your fans come up with that? Actually, my actually my my ex partner came up with that one day, and I, I literally went, "What? <laughs> Brilliant!" <laughs> so you know me, I'm like Mr. Marketer, so I'm like, "That's such a great thing." And then the kids just all started calling me, you know, the kids. Now you can't even say that without feeling. I can't even the, say <laughs> the young the generation. Young <laughs> The young kids. So, you know, the young adults, the 20-year-olds are like, you're Trampa. When when there was a little bit more respect, I think that has gone. But I think that originates from the fact that you are a trans man, right? But you did this a long time ago. Take me back. When did you transition? Well, I transitioned um, 31 years ago. I'm, wow. I'm, 60, I'm 61 years old now, which is, I can't even believe I'm saying that, right? So, yeah, uh, years before any of this, and um, no internet, thank God. Um, no sort of peer pressure. In fact, the opposite of that. People were very mad at me for doing it. Um, I have a whole different experience transitioning. And how uncommon was it back then? Oh, nobody did it. I mean, really, I was the first here in Los Angeles with both doctors and my actual endocrinologist, my, the guy who gives me my testosterone, he, he called me a guinea pig. He actually used those words. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't know I was his first female to male transsexual and he was very loving and caring. And But it took me two years of therapy before I could even get into the medicalized space. Yeah, which is not always the case today. <laughs> It's zero the case. You just know who you are now. It's called self-ID, which is the most dangerous, incredibly insane thing I've ever heard of. So you lived the first 30-odd years of your life um, as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. But did you feel that intense gender dysphoria always, or did it come on later in life? Yeah, you know, I always kind of, you know... I wouldn't say I felt like a man because I don't know what that really means, but I would say that I always wanted to be you, right? Even since I was a little kid, I was a tomboy. I was totally raised in that tomboy space. I had great parents. They just let me be that tomboy. It was you know, I was sixties, seventies. It was like whatever, kid'll grow out of it. On some level I did. I ended up sort of living as a gay woman for many years of my life. The dysphoria was uh, uh, there. 
But I put it to the side for a while and tried to live as a gay butch woman, which was incredible. I had great experiences as that, and I'm glad I did it. But the dysphoria just kept being there, and I just couldn't sort of stay in that female space. Though I want to let you know that I did try, and it wasn't that I... Um, I, I would say that I didn't hate being a woman. I think I just didn't like the way the world perceived me as a woman. And did that get a lot better when you transitioned? Ha I have no dysphoria. I, I don't feel uncomfortable. I sit in front of the camera now and I talk to lots of people and I can walk the world with my eyes open and without being this person. So 100%, I think the visual aspect is what helped relieve my dysphoria and now I can sort of move forward. That's the whole point of transition. You're supposed to be in a space where you're not comfortable, you change the things you need to change or you can, and then you move forward and be a part of the world. Yeah, that's one of the things I've noticed lately. There's a big backlash to a lot of LGBT stuff going on, especially online. And, you know, I come from the right politically, and some of the more extreme people on my side have really started to say, like, no one should transition. No one should be allowed to transition. And I just don't believe that uh, at all, although I think you and I agree we have concerns about the kids and lots of things. But it's just there are people like you and like Blair White and many others who as adults transitioned and it was really the best thing for them. And I just, I really don't understand why other people ignore those stories or feel like they're better equipped to judge what's right for someone than that person is themselves. Yeah, thanks for saying that. And, and early on when you asked me what I'm doing, that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show that transsexualism does exist. It did help me. I am here 30 years. This is 30 years of experience. I have some knowledge of what this means. I'm 100% against children transitioning. That's never been part of our community. Now all of a sudden it is. I just don't believe children can make that choice. I would have never been able to make that choice. And I'm telling you, it was important that I went through my puberty. It was important that I experienced life enough to say, this isn't working out for me. And it's my choice, not my parents. You know, and I have a beautiful, amazing life because of this opportunity. It's why I have to continue to speak out against what my community, trans, is doing and what it really does mean to have. I have a medical condition. I have a mental disorder. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying it. There's nothing wrong with um, sort of embracing it on some level. But I, here's what I want everybody to understand. I don't live in my disorder. I use medication to get out of that sort of space so so that what today kids are saying they're trans or young people are saying they're trans I, I i'm not i don't live as a trans i live as a man do, do you see the difference well yeah and some of them will even say things like passing doesn't matter and <laughs> <laughs> it's like well that's actually kind of the point um but also it, it's interesting because you know, I'm in the I'm in the LGBT space, but on the in the gay side, right? But I I watch the trans community pretty closely because I do this podcast because I'm friends with people like you and Blair and everyone else. Um, one of the things that confuses me is that I always looked at genuine trans people like yourself as they have gender dysphoria, which is a medical condition, and the proper treatment in some cases as adults is to transition and live as the opposite sex. But there's that medical element to it that's actually is part of what gives it legitimacy, is part of what makes it something that people do need to do. Yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but among the, the new wave of trans activists, it's actually offensive to believe that trans is, is rooted in a medical thing. Yeah. So... 
100%. Everything you just said is why I stand up to this and why I separate myself from them. And it, people like Blair, Marcus, all of us, we call ourselves transsexuals. So a transsexual is a medical condition. It is the original reason why people transition. It is not an identity choice. So transsec transgender is now an identity choice. So you can self-ID. You don't accept your medical. You don't want to transition. There's a whole other... They're, they're identifying as trans. People like Blair and me, we don't identify as trans. We, we identify as male and female, and we want people to see us that way. And so that this new idea that you can just know who you are is ridiculous because you don't know who you are unless you go through therapy and understand this is an actual condition. That's why it's important for people to see the difference between me and them. Yeah, and, and I do you feel like the new wave of trans activism is undercutting acceptance for the old wave people like oh you a hundred percent that well they're trying to do that but i won't let them so, you know cancel buck angel good luck that's <laughs> just not going to happen and i also want people to see that i'm an elder in this community i might not agree with what's going on but it doesn't mean you have to talk like that about me or to push me out so that should be a real red flag for most people in the world why would they push on people who've done this for 30 or so years i'm not the only one they push on clearly but i think people need to see the hypocrisy of this new generation of of people who want who wants to be trans that that just shocks me that you would put a child in a space that says i want to be trans because look that is dangerous this is not fun i don't want to be born this way i want to be born a man but i wasn't and so i sort of fixed the situation in order to move forward to be able to run my own businesses to have partners to have a kid to live in life as a as a dude if that if that makes sense that's why you have to see what they're doing is not what transsexualism is it's now they've created a it's a political activist sort of statement to be trans well and it's unfortunate because i think to some degree it's coincided with the politicization of it has coincided with a decrease in acceptance because with anything, if it becomes politicized that you, one way or the other, then half the country is not going to agree with it or support it. That's right. That's right. And so now I'm a political statement and I refuse to be part of that. That's why I continue to talk about my medical condition. So, of course, people hate us now. I've never felt more hate. Now, imagine I transitioned 30 years ago, right? I have never felt more hate for being trans than I have today. And that's sad to me because I thought we fought to get out of that space for people to imagine now if people just hated you for being gay, which I think people are starting to feel that way towards gay people now again. Yeah, there's always been that small slice, but I do think it's worse now than it was in 2018 or 2019, which is unusual because yep. it's really been going in a better direction for like ever. <laughs> that's um, Dude, we've been literally going like this and then I was, <laughs> but I mean, I, I honestly don't blame people. I don't, you know, and I amassed a large sort of um, fan base, for lack of a better word, of people who do respect me and do, who would say, I hate trans people, but thank God we have people like you, you know, you're not trans, but people like you speaking up, uh, us saying, hey, wait a minute here. That's not, that is not appropriate. Those people do not represent us. And, and so if more of us are starting to sort of come up so that people can see, look, we just want to live with you. <laughs> I want to live amongst you, my friend. I don't want to live separate and, and you're a bad person. That's not how, how gay rights even came about. We just said we want to be part of the world. And then they let us be part of the world on some level. You know, don't forget, 
we are a small minority of people. They could take that right away from us again. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's what our community understands. There are more, than, more of them than there are of us. And the way you make change is by sort of coexisting and sort of getting people to see that all we want to do is be a part of it. I want to vote. I want to run for office. I want to do all the same things other people do. Well, yeah, it's funny because hearing you talk that way, that like live and let live, like we just want to be left alone mentality. It really was the origins of gay rights and then or even early trans activism. But now it sounds so alien. It sounds (laughs) so foreign to the current movement, which is I will you will force you to bake the cake. You can't call yourself a a woman. You need to call yourself a birthing person. You need to use my pronouns. I need to be allowed access to your sports. It's just all so it's very uh, it's very much an imposition. You yeah, must right. redefine what it means to be a woman or what it means to be. It's all about like what uh, you're not just requiring acceptance or to be left alone, but yeah. you're requiring other people to change very fundamental things about how they see the world or themselves, um, which I think is a much tougher sell. I think it's much less likely to get people to ever buy into it. That's with anything that's kind of on the outside, right? You know, I've lived thir- I lived as a gay, butch, Dyke back in the day, I went through the AIDS epidemic. That's a genocide, by the way. <laughs> this whole trans genocide thing upsets me beyond belief because they're lying. You know, when you lie, it's going to catch up to you. When you build your house on a false foundation, which is what they're doing, it will crumble eventually. But they're power-hungry and they're fear-mongering people into accepting us. I don't ever expect anyone who disagrees with me to accept what I'm doing. All I say is I just want to walk with you. We can walk on the opposite side of the streets. I'm cool with that. But I want to be part of that street as well. I want to have access to that. But that's not what they're doing. They're saying they are demanding and then changing things Like, I fought for women's rights, dude. I am a biological female. I will never turn on that. There is no such thing as a birthing person. I'm not calling my mom a birthing person. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. It's gross. (laughs) Yeah. um, And I think we're only headed more in that direction. I mean, to some extent, it it all started as an online phenomenon or just on the college campuses. But then it's Mm -hmm. bleeded more and more into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to ask you. I find it very interesting because like for me, I'm, I'm, um, I'm younger, right? I'm 25. And, but since I've been doing this, I've been more associated with the right. So from pretty much the get go, the LGBT community has not accepted me or, or welcomed me at all. But you were very much at one point a pioneer or a hero. And now they hate you. (laughs) Tell me what about, tell us like, what was that transition? Like how much did it, how quickly did it happen? And and Uh, how, how's it been to go through that? You know, they turned on me because I wasn't willing to go along with the narrative, which I've never gone along with any narrative. Even when I was a gay woman, I was different than a lot of other people. I said certain things or I've, I've never been that guy who sort of felt like fell in line. I just never have been. You know, I was the f- sort of first trans guy to do pornography. Not not like my mom's so happy about that, but you know, I've always pushed boundaries <laughs> on some level, you know? I, 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 I did things that weren't available to the world. And so in some level, I am a pioneer on, on, on that level, but my, my gut has never been to follow. My gut has always been to sort of do the things I need to do for myself. So with that, I didn't agree with the community, and I, I didn't agree with self-ID, and I didn't agree anyone can be trans, and I was the one who st- I started pushing against that, and they turned. It was like wild animals, dude. I was like, whoa. 
And, you know, my business at some point relied on the trans community because I created products for them. And they were like, boycott Buck Angel. And I was like, wow, this is so insane. I've never seen anything like it. And it hurt my feelings. I, I will be honest. It did because I was revered on some level in, in the community. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I was considered a transphobe, a bigot, a Nazi. A, you know, you're going against the community. You're a bootlicker. But I had to sit down for a minute. This is where age comes into play. And I had to sit for my, with myself for a minute. I had to say, there's something about this that I could use in a good way and not a bad way. And so I realized I can't stop speaking out no matter what. I had to take the plunge in order to co- start to come back up. And that's why I said, you can't, I won't let you cancel me. They were literally trying to cancel me. <laughs> and I was like, ain't gonna happen. I'm not doing it. But it, it, it did hurt my feelings. I, I, I will be honest. Did you, I'm over did it. you um, lose friends and people in the movement turned on you and yep. the media that had previously written positively about you? Like, what are the most glaring <laughs> examples of that? Oh, gosh, I got canceled at uni- coming to speak at universities when I was literally at every university, you know, from from Yale to, to some small university. I mean, I spoke all over the world. And the next thing you know, they would cancel me and tell me that I couldn't come because people were protesting me at the school. I said, but isn't that important? So that actually really freaked me out. I was like, wow, they're hitting hard on my business because speaking is part of my business. And they're really trying to take me out. And, and so that shocked me that the school systems, you know, Yale, people like Cornell, all of them, they were, they were like siding with this idea that I'm transphobic. And I'm like, what? Shouldn't we be having a debate? Isn't that what higher learning, higher learning is all about? And they, I was shocked. So the, that really opened my eyes to something scary is happening. When they're shutting down an elder's voice because they don't agree with me says something about our educational system and that really upset me so was there a specific campus visit that you did that got protested or shut down or something i think it was the university of washington where i think the whistleblower you know jamie reed yeah yeah i think i think first it started in that university and then there was i can't remember the other university it was a smaller university and that then it got on facebook and then people you know facebook is wild dude and then it just and then that's when i just said i'm not going to speak anymore i'm not going to speak at any university anymore i chose to just remove myself that's abusive behavior and I said, there's the internet. <laughs> I'll use the internet and you can't stop me, you, you know? So I, I realized, you know, that's the, what I'm trying to, I guess, convey here and to people. You can get canceled all you want. And, you know, I know that there's situations, but you can also really push back because there are platforms that you can put your voice out and they can't stop you. They can call you all the names they want. Then you realize it's just name calling. That's all it is. There are a lot of platforms out there you can use. I do wonder, though, like I know Blair's been permanently banned from TikTok. Have yep. you have you faced censorship on different platforms? Oh, my God. I, I Instagram, 100%. Instagram, totally shadow banned probably the last five years. My numbers have not moved for five years. It's funny that you say that because I follow you on Instagram and I don't remember ever seeing anything you post. There you go. I see like your that. comments on my posts, but I've never seen anything you post. Shadow banned. Been for years. Also, remember that my 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 space does come from you know adult work, so they also ban that. But my voice is too. 
I'm too against what's going on. I'm 100% Facebook, same thing. I get community, going against community standards constantly, reported constantly. I get mass reported. I would say the only, I have TikTok, but I have a guy who works for me and I gave him that. I said, dude, I can't touch TikTok. I, I get totally traumatized when I'm on there. But, you know, Twitter or X tends to be the platform that really gives me a huge voice. And I've really connected to people who I would have considered hated me and now really support me, which is shocking. Well, that that's interesting too, because you're not a conservative in any nope. way, which is people will say you're like far right or you're conservative. <laughs> but I'm like, dude's literally a trans porn star. Like that's <laughs> not, you're not exactly part of the religious right. <laughs> Dude, I love you. <laughs> it's so true. I say it all the time. Yeah, right. I'm far right. Like they're just, they'll have conversation. You know that Charlie Kirk and me like debated it out. He's super hardcore, you know, right. But he was willing to have the conversation. That's why I respect the right. I do. I respect because you're willing to have the conversation with me. My side, which isn't, I'm not even left, dude. I'm liberal. So I think they're, to me, they're two different things. And so I, they won't even have a conversation with me. Not one single media station. See, you know, none of them will. Fox has me on, TPUSA, all the conservative, Daily Wire, all of the conservative places will have the conversation with me. Yeah. So it's interesting because since I've been doing this show, I've been trying actually to get a progressive trans activist to come on the show. And they've all said no or ghosted. That's right. And it, it's just crazy because right. it's like, I mean, some of these episodes have been viewed 80,000, 90,000 times on YouTube. And yeah. these people constantly complain about like, you know, far right <laughs> disinformation, anti-LGBTQ. And they would apply that all to me, even though it's not accurate. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm offering you a platform to come yeah. push back on it, right? To yeah. come disagree with it to come put that alternative perspective in front of this audience that you're constantly complaining is being propagandized or radicalized and crickets no it's I, typical yeah it, it's just unfortunate i do think it's true that people on the right are more willing to have a debate or a conversation these days than people on the left and that is That's alien because right. You're old enough to – I'm not really old enough to remember, but freedom of speech was like a lib thing. <laughs> that – dude, that's why it's so crazy to me. Like what – it actually flipped. So am I right-leaning? Maybe on some level I am because those are the things to me – I'm an American, dude. I value – being American. I've lived in other countries. Half these kids who are all about, or people, sorry, are all about communism and Marxism. Have, go ahead, go live there for a year and see, and come back here. And then they don't understand what they have because they're being taught that they don't have. And I'm like, you have so much, especially trans people, acting like trans people are in a genocide and they don't have anything. My God, just lived 10 years ago. You kids get to have insurance. You get all this stuff. You get everything given to you. We never had that. That's what we as the elders fought for, to get you into a space where you wouldn't have to struggle like we had to to get our surgeries. And now they're just taking advantage of it and, and, and destroying everything we built watch the insurance companies are going to take it all away because there's a lot of fraud going on yeah i think the detransitioner lawsuits that are going to come down the pipeline right. might really change things because yeah. it's unfortunate but i think stuff stuff changes once money money starts flying right <laughs> that's right you got it my friend this is a money it's money 
It's gross. Kids are being, you know, young people are being put into this space. They're being put, detransitioners are like my thing because I can't stand it. They should never be put in that space. And I very much support them. But we have to stop this because there's going to be thousands of these young people, especially girls. Okay. So mostly it's female to male. And they're doing things that are irreversible, like puberty blockers and this stuff. Look at me. Look at me. There is yeah, you no could not going be reversed. <laughs> Ain't going back, dude. I'm going to be the ugliest lady on, on the planet <laughs> Earth. <laughs> but, but it's, it, you know, I can laugh about that because I'm so solid in my space. But these young people, it's horrifying what they're going through. And no one's supporting them in this loving, diverse community. They're, they're ostracizing them and angry at them because they're telling the truth. Yeah. It, it is, it's rough what you see, the backlash. I think the only people more hated than the... Dis, like dissident trans people is yeah. the detransitioners. Totally. It's true. It's it's bizarre. I don't understand why they're so well, I do understand why they're mad at them because they're exposing this whole scam. It's a scam and it's 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 at the expense of young people who are struggling with their identity. We all have struggled with our identity. And now they're giving a magic pill and a magic surgery and you're gonna be totally fine. Clearly you're not. This takes a lot of mental health care before you can create this idea that you can live as a man. I'm not a man. I'm not a biological male. I never will be. I'm still a biological female. And they're telling these people that they can change their sex when it's a complete total lie. I've never changed my sex. I've changed my appearance to walk the world in comfort and no one's bothered me. Well, that's that's a really interesting point that I'm glad you brought up because when I was first introduced to the concept of, of trans people, um, it was maybe 10 years ago. And it, the idea was something like, well, you know, biological sex is set in stone, but there are some people who want to live as the other gender. That's not really what it is anymore. Like, nope. for example, like the progressive legislation would redefine the word sex to mean self-ID. And it's like they really have conflated that sex is not binary. Sex can be changed. All <laughs> these things that I don't think anyone really believes outside of that nope. mini super progressive bubble um, yeah. And so it's a much harder sell that yeah. trans women are women and there's no difference than just like, hey, some people are trans and they want to live in a way that's not their biological sex. Let them live their life. That's right. It's just a, a much harder sell for people. But they've really shifted the, the goalposts on this. Well, they did it. I know who did it. The most of the, if you look at the majority of the people who are voicing this are who? Trans women which are biological males, and they have a different way of being. Remember, I, I, I was raised as a female, so I have socialization as a female, and that's an important part of my story. I come from a whole... So as a male now, living male, I just have different socializations than you have, which makes me come to the situation differently. These trans women who are bio male have lived a lot of their life male. So they come to it with this very, that's how male males are. Not to say it's a bad or a good thing, but they're very much more aggressive, right? They're aggressive. I want, I'm t you can literally see it from these trans women. That's why I'm telling you they're different than transsexuals. These, a lot of them have AGP, a lot of them are fetishizing, a lot of them aren't even really trans. They're just hopping on to this thing because anyone can be a woman. And you could be a woman right now, my friend, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Does, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. I, <laughs> it's just crazy, dude. <laughs> I wonder, how do you feel about the concept of dead naming? 
I hate it. I've said it from the beginning. I saw the young people starting to say, that's my dead. I go, wait a minute here. What are you talking about? Dead name. That is, that is so negative. You see, this, there's these negative things that are being fed to these young people. And I saw it such a long time ago. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys are going down such a negative path. You have to accept your past in order to move in the future. It is a real solid thing. Once you realize, I was born female, not cool with it, not comfortable. I'm an adult. I can make the choice and move on. Living as a female helped me become a better male on some level. And it helped me sort of understand my plight and just move forward with it and take her along with me and to, to embrace her in a way that she struggled. Why am I cutting her out? I want to take her struggle and create a positive space for her. But those people are acting as if that never happened. That is so dangerous not to acknowledge your past. And so, no, I'm not okay with dead naming. I find it just I find it disturbing like Twitter for example before Elon Musk took over if you said someone's dead name you could get censored for that <laughs> as a violation of their hate speech policies yep. and yep. I always found that Orwellian because like it's just a matter of historical fact for example someone like Caitlyn Jenner who I would write an article about and I would call her Caitlyn and use she her but I would put like who was formerly known as Bruce Jenner, because that's, that's right. just like important his historical uh. context. <laughs> this person was one of the most famous athletes in the world as right. Bruce. And so it's like you're, as a journalist, you can't say history in some of these circles without being offensive. You can't wow. provide basic context without being censored on some of these platforms for dead naming. I mean, wow. I wouldn't. I think it would be rude for a trans person who's changed their name to insist mm -hmm. on calling them their old name when they've literally yeah. legally changed it. But to say like this is their name, it used to be this, shouldn't be offensive. That's weird. Let alone censored. It's actually wrong, and it and it and it actually is censorship. It's like I'm gonna write my book, and I'm gonna pretend like I was never Laura. Like what? How is the story gonna be told? <laughs> and how am I even trans? That's why I'm telling you these people are not the same as me. Transsexual people know exactly what's going on here. We struggle, we deal with it, we move forward. These people are denying reality in order and trying to get us all to go along with their charades. That's why it pisses me off so much when this trans women are women and then people just go along with it. No, they are not. They are trans women, which are biological males. And I'm saying it here to the world. I don't care because it's reality. Like, don't, stop saying that these are women. They're not. They should not be competing with women. They should not be going in spaces if women are uncomfortable. We cannot override other people's rights for a small minority of people who are actually lying to us. They're not even being honest. They're being disingenuous. So why should we participate in that? So I do wonder how you navigate that, though, because I agree with a lot of what mm -hmm. you just said. But, for example, mm -hmm. something like bathrooms, like, it wouldn't make any sense for you to use the women's bathroom. So That's what do right. you do and how do you navigate that approach? But there are some people who are uncomfortable with the idea of you using a men's room. So, so that's an excellent question. I use the men's room. What, you think I'm going to go in the women's room? But what I do is I walk in, I go to the stall, I do my business, I walk out. No one's I've, I've, doing it for 30 years, dude. I even did it before I transitioned because I still look very male. It's about the way 
you look. That's it. I know ton- Do you think Blair White's going to use the men's room? No, she's going to use the women's room, and no one's going to care. That's what women are trying to say to you. They're trying to say to you, look, we don't want a dude in a beard walking into the woman's room and saying they're a woman. That's not cool. And I agree. If you're participating in the world and you look and you act like a woman and you're respectful in that space and you go to the stall and you don't whip your genitals out, no one cares. But that's where they're using this bathroom thing as a sort of gotcha, right? There's no gotcha. Never has a man – I use the gym room. I don't run around naked in the, in the locker room. I wear a towel and I do my – thing it's participating in a respectful way where people don't ever misgender me ever dude ever and they never say get out of here because i participate yeah i think it's the the people who are uh you know doing what you said like i have a beard i don't (laughs) shave i i dress like a man but i'm a woman and i say i am so you must accept me in your spaces I worry that they're not only is that unreasonable, but that they're going to prompt a backlash. Like I've seen some laws that are like all people must use their birth sex bathroom. (laughs) That also doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to have someone like you or Blair go into their birth sex bathroom. It doesn't make any sense. And I won't do it. And no one's going to say anything to me because also my ID says male. So that being said, I, I will use the men's room and I won't participate in that because I have paid my dues on some level and I do, again, participate. No one's going to complain. People say it all the time to me. They're like, we would never expect Buck. These are people who are hard-lined on the bathroom thing. And they say to me, we would never expect Buck to use the woman's room because they see what is happening here. And I make the effort not to do that. But, but those people are disingenuous. Those trans women in the bathroom taking pictures. You see, they're instigating, my friend. They go yeah, in the room. Some of them are instigators. Pictures. That's a good word. They're gross. Yeah. And and they're whipping out their genitals in there and making women feel uncomfortable. And I'm a woman. I can be in here. Well, now you're just a jerk, is what you are. And you're not making good points for us. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. There's a way to go about these things that's like, I just want to go about my business and be left alone. And then there's right. an instigating way. And that's some of right. them, the Jessica Yaneves of the world. <laughs> Are, are very much instigators. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Why? Why are they doing that? Why do they have to really tear down everything we've built to, to live in this world? I, had a, I have a beautiful life, my friend. I do not complain about anything. I don't wish this disorder on anybody. It's not fun. And then, and then we start telling young people that they're trans. And, they, and it's like so disturbing to me why we want people to be trans or why would anyone want to be trans? It's not fun. Yeah. I, I mean, and the people who literally genuinely are don't need the seed planted right it's a very organic thing that comes from deep within that's from very early on so for example when you see somebody who's 16 who never felt gender dysphoria who suddenly is introduced to pronouns and people in their school start transitioning it's like obviously that is not a a normal case right the actual trans people felt from a very young age. No one had to ask them what their pronouns were or teach them about the gender rainbow and (laughs) all this weird stuff. It's like they knew because it, and it was very rare and all of a sudden it's not so rare and they're suddenly discovering this. And I worry because that's when I think the regret will emerge in the long run. I don't think people who were, have, have had gender dysphoria for a long time, have gone through therapy, have gone through puberty and have reached adulthood and then transition I imagine the rate of regret would be very low among those Small. people. But That's right. But upcoming very. generation, and we don't have the data on them yet because it's That's so right. new, who 
suddenly discovered they were trans and they'd never felt gender dysphoria. And now 13, 14, they, they go on blockers. They never experience puberty. And then they end up not sexually functioning and not being able to reproduce and yeah. having surgeries and everything. I, I'm not sure. I, I really hope for their sake it's not. But I imagine the regret rates when we have data on that cohort over the long run are going to be high. Oh, my God. The lawsuits are already happening. They're already happening. And I'm telling you, there's a detransitioner every day. So now that's going to start every day, my friend. And so now I'm going to start. There's like a Reddit group with 40,000 plus people in there. They might not all be detrans, but the fact that there's a Reddit group with 40,000 members says something to me. These people are either dealing with stuff or looking for stuff, but 40,000? I'm just like, why are people doing this? Why would they do this to young people? And, you know, there's a large group of these kids who are autistic. It's just sick, dude. I feel like something weird's going on, and I I just won't be a part of that. I don't – it's an experiment. It is 100% an experiment on on kids. All right. Well, Buck, it has been great to talk to you. Everybody, I will put his uh, Instagram – well, shadow banned. I'll put YouTube. I'll put all the other (laughs) – the other platforms uh so people can check you out thanks so much for joining me and uh stay in touch right on thank you all right guys that's it for this episode thanks so much for joining me if you're new here be sure that you hit that like button you comment with your thoughts from this interview and go and subscribe and check out buck's channels as well all his links will be in the description and with that i'll see you all next week